This week's podcast proudly brought to you by Kent Cartridge. See, I made the mistake of buying the cheapest shot shells I could find when I first started duck hunting, and I would literally I'd watch feathers fly off of birds as they gave me a middle finger and flew off unscathed. That's when I switched over to Kent, and I was bartending and waiting tables at the time in college, and money was tight, but Kent offered me a great product at a fair price, and I've never looked back. Of course, now we have uh, Fast Steel 2.0. They just released Fast Steel Plus for this upcoming season, and with Dove season on the horizon, we've got Steel Dove, and then Teal Steel for early teal season. Whatever your shotgunning needs are for this fall, Kent has you covered. You can find all of their products at kentcartridge.com. This week's show brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, an organization that I've been plugged into for, gosh, over 15 years now. From the Alaskan wilderness to the Atlantic Flyway, across America's Great Plains, and down the Mississippi Delta, Ducks Unlimited has been leading the way in wetlands conservation since 1937. The DU family has ensured the protection of over 16 million acres of waterfowl habitat. Think about that. So, come join us. You too can carry on DU's conservation legacy. Visit ducks.org to find your local event and join our volunteer team. Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith, welcome in everybody into episode 696. Golly, almost 700 now. Uh, episode 696 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg. Thank you so much for being here. That is Slade Coulter. Hang me out to dry, getting things going for us today. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So appreciate you dropping by. Uh, off the bat, did you guys see that elk that was shot in New Mexico? Potential state archery, non-typical record. It was like an 8 by 8 uh, thing is absolutely insane. Went way over four. I think it was like close to 450 inches. Uh, just incredible animal. And the dude's from, I think he's from Tennessee. And in, uh, this was like a family working cattle ranch. His name is Ridge Crumb. And he hunted that bull in 2021, didn't get him, didn't see it in 2022 as the bull had moved back onto public land. And then this year, got him. Uh, yeah, so we've got a Ridge, appropriate name for an elk hunter, right? Ridge, I bet his dad chased elk too. Uh, but Ridge will be here uh, next week. And uh, so looking forward to hearing about one of the biggest Rocky Mountain elk ever shot with a bow. Uh, it's going to be a cool story. Uh, so yeah. Looking forward to that one. Uh, what are we doing this week? Let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that Black Rifle coffee out of Granddaddy's beat-up old Stanley Thermos because we are ready to rock and roll. And joining us for the duration today are Matt and Mark Calderon along with their friend Rob DeMeyer. And uh, together they are Team Endure which is a, um, well, what they do is they film hunts for a competitive uh, hunting show. I think it's called Hunt Wars. I think we actually had the Hunt Wars founder on the show four or five years ago when they were getting this thing off the ground. Uh, but yes, 
Uh, Matt and Mark will be here. They are passionate Western uh, big game hunters. Also, uh, they're originally from, I think, Rhode Island, um, which is like the size of DFW, smaller population-wise. Um, but yes, they will be here, and they've lived in Montana for a long time. So we're going to talk elk, whitetail, western hunting, soy lattes, and uh, these are men of faith, which I think uh, is where they find their strength to endure, right? The name team, Endure, but to uh, endure the mental and physical demands of uh, of backcountry and western big game hunting. Uh, hell, an all-day sit in a tree stand for uh, a big whitetail buck can be as physically challenging and if you have a bad back, yeah, it could be uh, physically challenging as well. Uh, but certainly a grind. Hunting just in general. Duck hunting, you know, by the last week of the season. That's a freaking grind. Trying to find birds on public land. Uh, trying to find fresh birds when the weather stayed the same for weeks on end. It's all a grind, man. But uh, it's, it is what it is, and it is what we love. It's who we are. And I frankly don't know any other way to do it. It's just life. And uh, I look forward. These next three months are the best months of the year. Uh, so, yes, Team Endure, Matt and Mark and Rob will be here. Looking forward to uh, getting to know these dudes. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. Let's do a, a quick giveaway here before we take a break. Uh, I've got a Garmin inReach. These things retail for, what, 500 bucks, I think? And uh, Garmin was nice enough to... Shoot me one over for this week's giveaway. Of course, there is a monthly subscription plan, but if you are a backcountry hunter, uh, and what I do is every September I activate it and then I, you know, pause the subscription so that I'm not paying whatever it is, um, $35 a month or whatever. But uh, it's a handy unit. You can text from anywhere in the backcountry, let your wife know that you haven't been killed by a bear or that you haven't broken your leg falling off of a a steep rocky slope or whatever it is you need to check in with your loved ones and it also lets you send an sos signal yeah it's a pretty handy little unit and we're going to give one away just um email the word backcountry that's backcountry it might be two words i don't know don't don't care it doesn't matter just backcountry to lone star outdoor show at gmail.com and you are entered into today's garmin in reach giveaway Pretty awesome prize for today. Uh, let's take a break. Up next, Team Indoor joins us from somewhere in Montana, right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Can you hear me? If you're looking for a new gun safe, you need to check out the Performance Firearm Storage Solutions from Securit. Unlike traditional safes, Securit products are designed to perform for you. They're lightweight, so you can discreetly store them in any room in the house, and the interior is completely customizable to fit your guns and gear. I would know, I've got four of them. Their fast access storage system keeps my guns and optics organized so they never touch each other or get damaged, and I'm never more than an arm's length away from a firearm. The best part, they're always running great sales. Head over to secureitgunstorage.com backslash cable to see their latest promotion, and you can thank me later.
Reckless Kelly bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks for dropping by today. We're all set to check in with uh, Team Endure, talk a little Western big game hunting over a uh, soy latte. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, Team Endure about to join us. This segment brought to you by the Mossberg Patriot, ruggedly American-built, reliable rifles that are not going to break the bank. And you can uh, choose a synthetic stock or a beautiful walnut finish. If you prefer wood stock, go for that classic look. Pick one up today, uh, offering every caliber from a 22 250 up to a 375 Ruger for dangerous game. It's the Mossberg Patriot. You can find it at Mossberg.com. With that being said, let's bring them on right now. Matt and Mark Calderon, along with their good friend Rob DeMeyer of Team Endure, Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, it's great to be on here with you, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt and Mark, let's get the uh, elephant out of the room. First of all, New Mexico served me up a nice piping hot bowl of uh, elk tag soup. I yes. didn't see that you guys connected on your elk hunt. Uh, yeah, where were just, you guys? We tasted the soup, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was a grind, man. It was a... Early season, the hunt started on the fifth, um, and so you know we kind of went in went into it with the mentality that it was going to be a grinded out type of hunt, um, which it which it was. Um, unfortunately, I was hoping maybe that would you know the elk would prove us wrong, but yeah. they just weren't really vocal. Um, so we had to work hard, man, for opportunities. I think we ended up calling in like five bulls yeah. into bow range, two really good opportunities, um, and saw seven bulls. And I'd say five of the bulls were. With which the good thing early season like that, I mean, all the bulls that we saw, we didn't see one cow. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, five of the bulls that we called in were, were well over 300. And I would say three of them were probably in the yeah. 350 ish plus. Oh, wow. range. So, yeah. So yeah, the first, the first one came in, I tried to stop him. He was at about 45 yards. I cowed with my mouth, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, touched the arrow off and as soon as i released I'm like man that was a terrible shot well we watched the footage back he was still moving he ended up taking a couple steps after i released the arrow um and then the second one oh he was a giant dude i can still see him in my mind <laughs> he was a big boy uh he popped out of the trees at like 35 so then you you know there's the battle in your mind it, it was kind of thick i didn't have a shot so it's do when do i draw? you know yeah. so i drew back as soon as i saw him he was at at 35 and he turned to come through this opening right where I figured he would. It was like the perfect script, you know, he was, he was, it was great. And then he hung up behind a bush and I'm at full draw waiting him out. And then I'm like, shoot, do I let down or do I wait him out? You know? And so I, I was going to wait him out and he waited longer than me. So I started shaking and I moved just a little bit. We watched it back and you see him pick me out, you know? Oh yeah. I let my draw down and then you just hear the arrow just, pink just did the slightest little tink on my bow you know and then the gig was up he just turned and slinked off so oh, oh man it's hard to watch him walk away dude where were you guys at what state uh in new mexico okay you were yeah also in new mexico. yeah we were in new mexico yeah. yeah yeah it was tough though man i mean midday you know early september like it's just hot weather it's probably 80 to 90 degrees the first what like four or five days or something like that yeah um, it was hot. And so, you know, you got like a, a small window in the morning um, and then another real small window in the in the afternoon. We did try sitting water in the heat of the day um, a couple of days and just nothing, nothing came in. Um, 
I did call one bull down to the water yeah. hole. He, he just, we just happened to bump into him. He was on a little bench above the water and uh, just, I threw some cows out and he gave us just a little, you know, one of those uh-huh. deals. Um, so I backed off and these guys set up and he came in, but he just, he, he hung up at like 55. He just wouldn't come out past the, past the, br- I mean, he heard me cow call right near the water hole. And then I dropped back. Typically we like to send the shooter forward from the last call that I make. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, so his hang up spot is, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so he's, he's going to walk past the shooter, trying to get to right. the call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with Mark's in, I, we were like, what happened? Did he see us? Did he smell us? There was definitely some of our ground scent close, but I, I think it was like Mark said, he came looking to expect, he expected to see some cows out the water and there weren't. And so yeah. I think he kind of stop and scan was, far enough back to where he, he got a peek and was like, ah, oh, something's not right. But yeah, he was a good one. He yeah. was a good bull too. Yeah. You'll, you'll see him too. If you guys watch season four, we got, um, what did we get? Six of the seven bulls that we yeah. mess with on, on film. So that's pretty cool. We called in a big black yeah, bear. Yeah. Big too. black bear. That was day, day three or four. Yeah. yeah. With, a, with cow, cow calls or what? Yeah. yeah. We well, were I, kinda... would, yeah. I was doing a, like a breeding secret, just trying to get something to talk, man. Like, uh-huh just caught doing a lot of calling and moving, calling and moving. And so it was one of those sets and Matt uh, was out in front and he's like, Oh, I think I saw something move down there. It looked like a, looked like a bear. I'm like, Oh, it could be dude. So then, then we were watching and he's like, Oh yeah, I see it. It's a bear. So then I started calf calling and uh, Braxton, um, Braxton, he got, he got it on film. Paxton Hunt, he's, he's a stud. He got, he got it on film and it was a sick shot. Big, so that's yeah, big cool. bear. Yeah. He was big. Yeah. Yeah. I think the two bulls I've killed with my bow in New Mexico on public land were both on September 7th, no uh, 2015. And then the second one was 2018. And since then I've wounded two in New Mexico, um, a big six by six, two years ago and hit him. I don't know. It's a game of inches with a bow, right? I mean, it oh, went in no man's land and you could see like the guy that was calling was like, dude, you smoked him. And I was like, eh. I could see when he turned and ran, like the arrow was just a little bit higher than I thought. And I've told this on the show before, but he ended up being 32 yards away and I shot him for 40. Oh, and no. uh, it made all the difference. We never, yeah. we never found him. I don't think he died. Right. Um, no, but, if you hit him in that zone, he's probably, he probably, yeah, it's just him. like you said, it's just a game of inches. And there's just so many variables. I mean, the yeah. wind, any, any little anything, man, you could be, it's just so hard because you, you put in so much time and so much effort and you train so hard for that opportunity and when it doesn't work out. But man, you learn so much. Like you can't fabricate that. You can watch all the shows and read all the books, but there's no substitute for having a big bull elk in front of you in bow range. You know, you just oh, have. Yeah experiences so <clears throat> yeah it's trying to keep it all together like keep the adrenaline yeah. in check go through your checklist in your mind but that's why we love it man right like that's so that's did why. you guys pack in we, we spiked out three different nights yeah, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. the unit we were hunting it's not like <clears throat> like over here we backcountry hunt as, as yeah. much as we can um it wasn't a backcountry unit there's virtually like no backcountry in the unit um yeah roads yeah yeah i mean there's roads that we're not supposed to talk about where exactly we were sure. for, for obvious reasons but um i was up around chama and i have the other places i've hunted in new mexico i've done three other like like drop camps like you're in seven miles type sure. deals in the carson and uh this one was the same thing atvs everywhere trucks everywhere this is my first time hunting like that yeah i hated it i did not like it i don't want to do it again it took it took till day six of course i'm using you know mapping apps and have all these areas marked i'm like man my buddy 
I think he was a little more hesitant. He hadn't done like the full, I don't think he wanted to walk three miles to start hunting, which is what it took, right? You're walking in the dark three miles. Hey, those days we didn't see any other hunters and we saw a lot of elk, you know, I called one into 27 yards, nice five by five satellite bull. And he, he could have taken a frontal shot. I think he wishes he would have, I don't know. Um, have you shot one in the chest before? I have not. No. I've shot one at, um, I think it was 16 yards in the chest, yeah. and he went, I don't know, 40 yards. And it was just a crime scene, how much blood. It was, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think 30 yards is maybe pushing the boundary on, on that. Um, but, yeah, they were, they were vocal. Uh, we were there third week of September, though, right, and yeah. uh, responded sometimes to cow calls, sometimes to bugles. But the thing that I think the most frustrating thing of that hunt, and, and it's, you talk about preparation and training and all that stuff, uh, the one thing you can't control is the, the wind and you can play the wind and you can try to get in the position. And, but you know, like when it swirls and you're in, you're in the right spot and then you feel the wind on the back of your neck and just like, yeah, uh, frustrating, oh, that's the worst. That's yeah. how they survive though, dude. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's how yeah. they, survive. they live and die by their nose. Man. So, yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. For that anyways, the <laughs> shifty wind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you guys from all three of you from uh, Montana originally? No. So we, uh, Mark and I grew up in the East coast. We grew up in Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Uh, we actually met Rob out here when we moved. Well, Mark, so it's kind of, <laughs> I want to bore you to death, but we actually took a trip, Mark and I, when we were younger, just to check out Montana. We packed a car and drove across the country. Mm. Just a couple of weeks, fell in love with it, moved here. Mark moved here first. Uh, and then we met Rob, uh, out here in Montana. So, uh, uh-huh. And Rob, you're from Montana? I've been here about 35 years. Okay. Yeah. Right on, right on. And yeah. what is your favorite thing to hunt, Rob? I'd say elk hunting. Yeah. Would yeah. be the absolute. And the, the next one would be whitetail. They're just okay. They're elusive and they're smart. Yeah, that's the truth. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, trying to kill a big – I think it's easier to kill a bull elk than it is a mature whitetail with a bow, personally. Um and and that's coming from somebody who's like I'm like oh for the last four seasons on elk so uh, yeah elk's the grind man it's to, I think it's <clears throat> the country that elk live in is so much more challenging yeah uh, so you you know yeah I think you have more like you have more opportunities I would say don't you think with white tails just because they're more plentiful and the country that they live in is a lot easier uh, my experience hunting a, like a, a hundred and seventy plus inch white tail with a bow has yeah, been was, it's yeah. easier to kill an elk <laughs> like, like he knew tail bucks in general i've never even seen well i've seen 170 inch bucks but not many of them yeah, yeah they're yeah. small yeah, yeah. They, i've agree. had three on camera in that i know were over 170 uh one of them i'm not going to count because we got the place that we were hunting in oklahoma got sold out from underneath us in the middle of the season and so it was like oh. i never it was before rifle season even started and then the, the other two, one of them I never saw in person. And uh, the other one was on a 20-acre place. And you talk about the, the the deer knowing you're on the place every time he walks on there. Like 20 acres is pretty small. <laughs> and he had it figured out. He had me. He had he he smelled me one time, and then he knew. Like That's all it takes, dude. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. buckle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. I want to talk about Team Endure, what, what it is that you guys doing uh, your message and your goal uh, with this endeavor. That segment of the show brought to you by Vortex Optics and the new Bantam 
HD Bino. This thing is designed specifically with those kiddos in mind. It's the first youth-sized Bino Vortex has ever put out. Retails for under $80. Perfect uh, gift for the holiday season. Or just uh, you want to get your kiddo one as they get ready for their first hunting season. Check it out. It's the Bantam HD. And uh, you'll get 20% off. No, 10% off. Sorry. When you use my promo code LONESTAR10 when you check out at uh, eurooptic.com. And that's 10% off all Vortex Optics when you shop at eurooptic.com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Underneath the Louisiana moon I don't mind the strain of a hurricane Some say a silenced gunshot is the baddest sound out there. At Silencer Central, we have another favorite. It's the sound of silence delivered to your front door. When you buy from Silencer Central, we handle your application, set you up with a free NFA gun trust, and deliver your silencer straight to you. With an average 90-day turnaround time when you use eForms, buying a silencer is simpler than ever. Visit silencercentral.com and we'll help you get started. My life's been so sweet I just can't stand it. I must admit I've made out like a bandit Last night's conversation with a real good friend of mine Drinking wine, wine, wine Said 50 years of living Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg. Thanks for being here. Uh, we've still got uh, Mark and Matt Calderon as well as their friend Rob DeMeyer here with us from Team Endure, and uh, we'll pick it back up with the fellows momentarily. This segment, though, brought to you by the Stealth Cam Deceptor. You know, when it comes to nighttime photos especially, that's where the Deceptor really shines. The no-glow imaging, uh, they're impeccable. And uh, the Deceptor is also a wireless cellular camera. Uh, data plans as cheap as 5 bucks a month. You can find the Deceptor and their entire lineup of cellular cameras at StealthCam.com. All right, well, let's pick it back up with Matt, Mark, and Rob. What is Team Endure? Tell us a little bit about you guys and what you do and what your goal is. Take that. Sure, yeah. Um, so we're obviously brothers. Uh, so we, uh, the reason we're Team Endure is from Hunt Wars, for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't seen the show. we I hadn't heard about it. Scrolling Facebook on a Saturday morning on the couch, you know. I'm like, what the heck? What's Hunt Wars? Uh, so I took a screenshot, sent it to Mark. It's like this hunting competition TV show. I'm like, dude, this sounds like a dream come true, you know? And then of course I'm kind of a stickler. I'm like, Ooh, it's, it costs a little bit of money. It's like a hundred bucks to put into the drawing. <laughs> I could sit here now and go, dang, that is the best hundred bucks I ever spent. Like without a <laughs> yeah. doubt. But if I didn't get picked, I'd have been like, yeah, see, I told you. But uh, anyway, so we got drawn to be on this show <clears throat> and you have to pick a team name. And so we're solid believers. We love Jesus, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's our whole that's our whole thing. That's, that's, what's most important. That's what's a priority in our lives. And um, so we were kicking around, like, what is our team name going to be? And um, you know, Hebrews 12, one through three, the scripture that talks about laying aside every sin and weight that entangles you and, and running the race with endurance. I'm talking about how Jesus yeah, you know, how he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, <clears throat> that's kind of where like team endure was birthed. Um, <clears throat> and I would say our goal, I mean, we're, we're really passionate about, about hunting obviously um that's like a huge part of our of our life um and so is jesus he's an even bigger part in our families so the goal would be just to 
<clears throat> kind of, I don't know, see where the Lord takes this. I mean, we, I've always dreamed and I know mass too, yeah. about having like some type of a show or some way that we could, uh, put content out and just communicate our passion for, for the outdoors and, um, our love of the outdoors and also the hope that we have in Jesus, man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. something that we want everyone to know about. And, uh, especially now the way that things are going in the world, I mean, there's so much despair and so much heartache and pain and, um, anxiety. I mean, it's, it's a time, like, I don't think we've ever seen before with coming off of COVID and just, just the state of everything, man. Right. Like, I mean, politically and socially and just with everything that's going on, like, so I would think our, our biggest passion really is to, is to project that hope and to tell people that, that, uh, that there is hope, man, there's big time Mm -hmm. hope. And it's, it's not because of anything that you could do to earn it. It's not because of anything that, that you've ever done uh, bad. I mean, it's because God loves us, man. He loves us enough that he sent Jesus down to, to suffer and die for, for me, for you, man, so that we can mm-hmm. be redeemed. And, uh, and there's a tremendous amount of hope there and joy. Yeah. Um, I yeah, feel, so- I don't, I don't think you ever feel closer to God than when you're standing at 11,000 feet, listening oh, to a, a bugle, <laughs> right? Like no, you're not, I miss you're- a lot of church because I'm doing that, but I feel sure. like, <laughs> I think, you know, like the Lord gives us all gifts and talents and that's part of like our passion is like the Lord's given us these interests in hunting, right. And the outdoors and his creation, um and like you're saying like as long as you're a good steward of the gifts that he's given you and you use those with the intention not for your own pleasure or for your own fulfillment but to glorify him because he made this creation he gave us these animals and he ge- he's given us a body and a mind to use to push our limits because it says you know when when we are weak then he is strong it's in our weakness that mm-hmm. he is made strong right so it's in that moment where you miss that big bull like we're we're fragile human people man we're going to screw up every time but he's not, he's perfect. And he wants to show himself mighty through his creation. And that includes us. So it's like when, you know, we just encompass, try to encompass all that and share that passion that we have um, just to, yeah. use, to, be good, to be good stewards of that, you know? I think, uh, so from a faith standpoint, endure makes sense, but also a lot of backcountry hunting is in, enduring. Like, like oh, it sometimes it's just kicks your butt and it's it not does. fun. And so, you're beating your head against the wall and everything's going wrong yeah. and physically and mentally. Uh, you're draining. And it can be an all day sit in a tree stand for a, a whitetail too, that sure. can physically and mentally challenge you. Sure. Um, yeah. but I think, yeah, a lot of it is enduring, but when it all comes together, Oh man. Yeah. That's right. what, it's that much sweeter. Like that's why sometimes it's like, man, you could shoot the buck like right off the side of the road, you know, stalk in 20 yards and shoot him with your bow. But it's like, I'd almost rather take the 10 day, 50 mile grind up and down, miss two opportunities. And then, you know, even 50, if it's, it was a hundred miles, yeah, we, we hiked, I think 95 miles, miles over the 10 days. It was, yeah. yeah. You know, but I know I'd take that one probably more times <laughs> than I take the easy one. I mean, obviously you like the easy one once in a while, right? right. Yeah. But you know what? It speaks to something else though, man, because I know like all of us sitting up here, probably more so Rob than any of us um, in life, like have had to endure some pretty deep and serious hardship, man, like in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a big parallel. Um, there's a big parallel there. And like, Rob, I'll, I'll speak to it. Like I, I moved out here from Rhode Island. I, I was raised, um, me, me and my brother were both raised Catholic. So no, I don't have anything against Catholic people or the religion, but you know, it, it is a religion. And um, I was never, I never really understood the true gospel, like 
like what I was just kind of communicating earlier, like mm-hmm. it's a free gift, what Jesus did for you. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You don't, you can't be good enough. You can't, right? Like you're never but, worthy of it. No, you're never yeah, worthy, never. man. So I, I met <laughs> Rob, I moved out here. Uh, I was 22. Like Matt said, we came, took a drive out, uh, fell in love. I went home, sold everything, drove back out here, ended up moving in next to Rob with some people while, I, you know, I was living in Simmons. I was a knucklehead on steroids, drinking, fighting, chasing women, you know, all that, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I met Rob, he lived next door to me and Rob does con he did concrete. Um, and so I started working for Rob um, and Rob's the one that would consistently, you know, tell me about Jesus and how much he loved me. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you screw up kid, you got to go running back to him. You know, he'll always forgive you. So Rob's Rob's witness to me was like huge. Like I got, I love Rob so much, man. I can't tell you. And so fast forward, I worked for Rob, Rob worked for me. Um, Rob ended up moving over to Eastern Montana to do concrete over there during the, you know, the downturn of like 2008 and nine. Yeah. And, uh, and Rob got me into like Western hunting, like, yeah. like elk. And, and I mean, I've hunted whitetail in Rhode Island, but so Rob exposed me to all that stuff. And then you fast forward and, uh, you know, Rob ends up getting seriotic arthritis and right around the same time, Rob's brother and his dad both came down with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you lost your brother. No, your dad first, right? Yeah. I lost John. John first. January 28th and I lost dad um July 3rd both oh well answered right. yeah so that was within how many months of each other uh, six months of each yeah other, so yeah. within six months of each other R- Rob got diagnosed with like severe arthritis and then both his brother and it, and his father died man mm-hmm. and so you know and then Rob you know the hunting that he loved to do he he sold all you tell him man he sold all his stuff yeah. i mean i went ahead and just uh, i i gave away actually a lot of my reloading stuff um uh i actually gave away a couple of my big big bore rifles uh i was a long range shooter i really like to shoot 7 800 yards and 900 yards and shoot a bucket every time you know that uh-huh. was my joy and i and i hunted and it was all about hunting and, you know, the Lord has a way of just stepping in. And um, my hunting just left. Uh, the arthritis took me to a point where I was curled into a ball and it would just shake all day long. And uh, they started throwing medications at me and uh, they, they just, just couldn't help. So I, I actually went to the Lord. I said, Lord, I, I just pray that you'd help, help me. Take me from where I'm at because I can't curl up in this bed anymore. And um, he gave me a gift. He gave he gave me a gift of prayer. So I'm able to pray, even though I'm in bed and I'm hurting. That was my chasing elk. I would meet you and I would make sure that you were a brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would pray for you if you weren't. And, and that's how all of this started. And then the boys came to me and they said, Rob, you know, you could still hunt. And I said, oh, I can't, I can't hunt, guys. I said, you know, bone marrow transplants in my ankles. Both hips are replaced. Numerous <clears throat> spinal problems. I said, it's gone. And they're like, no, you can legally hunt from the truck, Rob. Huh. So I checked it out. I did some homework. I went to my doctor. You got all the goodies, man, yeah. for anybody. Hey, I, 
and all, all the haters, but you can read all the rules. Everything's right here, dude. Like yeah. we got everything. This he just went and got his tags today and got a list of all the rules. We could read them too if you want. But anyways, keep. Well, so keep. that's how I became aware of you guys. Was I saw the viral video of Rob and Mark uh, Whitetail hunting, and it's since been viewed by millions of people. Uh, the thing is is just caught fire as it should. It's an amazing video. But the surprising thing was the amount of backlash and negative comments that it also received um i want to we're going to spend a lot of time i'm sure talking about that hunt and the video itself so let's knock out a quick break here we'll come back and uh, we'll get into that that segment was brought to you by big and j whitetail attractants and my good friends over at rustic reminders taxidermy with locations in san antonio and Marion, Texas. You can find them at gr8mounts.com. Tell Josh and Becky I sent you. Uh, we'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. God loves cowboys. I believe there's a place in his heart. Cause when the herd needs tending, fences need mending, he knows they'll work hard on his great big ranch called life. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW? Then Three Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guide scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. Carrying a cross, it's the least I can do. He carried one for me, I can carry one too. Down the darkest road, I'll never get lost. Following the light, burning in the night, I'm carrying a cross. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Thanks for being here. Now, thanks to Mossberg, our presenting sponsor. We've still got Team Indoors, uh, Matt and Mark Calderon, and their good buddy, Rob DeMeyer, here with us today. And we will continue that conversation in just a second. Uh, this segment is brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. Check out the Big Chingone, if you haven't already. Better yet, pair the Big Chingone, that nice and cozy blind where you can fit the whole family. Pair that bad boy with a 600-pound stand and fill. Yeah, so easy. You don't even need a ladder. You just back your truck right up there, and you stand on the ground. You don't have to get in the tr truck bed. No, no, no. That's why it's the stand and fill. Stand there, fill it up, boom, ready to go hunting. You can find them both at allseasonsfeeders.com. And with that being said, uh, let's talk about this this viral video, uh, how I c came across Team Endure, and what really uh, puts you guys in front of a lot of eyeballs. You see this, this whitetail just tumbling down... <laughs> side of the hill maybe a small mountain i don't know you couldn't really tell how big it was and then you guys were high-fiving and i mean um mark told, told you how much he loved you 
uh, and the Bucks just it, it slides into the road like so no pack out it's no, like it awesome epic man yeah and it was so cool and you could see the passion you guys had for each other for for the Lord and for hunting uh, it was it was super cool and then you start reading the comments and you're like whoa what where did all these douchebags come from what what, <laughs> what is going on here oh, there's so great. many people upset like you just watched this beautiful moment transpire and uh and and rob had like he was talking about had been out of hunting for some time that's the thing dude like that's what this was all leading up to right so so rob gets his hips replaced his ankles replaced all this all this hardship he's been through finally we talk him into going right and mm-hmm. we tried to make it work a bunch of times and it didn't work out and we're like you know what rob it's all right man like we both knew it. We're like, when we get a chance to go, man, we know the Lord's going to do something awesome. Like we just know it because it's been such a, a buildup, such a long time coming. Like, and that was the day, dude, like that's the day that we got to go. Mm-hmm. And that morning we drove up, we glassed a bunch of bucks, um, actually got robbed to go <clears throat> on a little walk to try to get on this nice. Mm-hmm. It was probably 130 inch buck. Don't you think? Well, you, I don't even know if he saw him, dude. I was like, I tried to get him on the buck and I'm like, Rob, he's right behind that goat. Do you see him? And he's like, no, I left my glasses in the truck. Kid. So anyways, I get the gun all set up. I'm like, Rob, okay. Just, he's going to come right in that opening. The doe went through, like he's following her. He's running. And uh, so he's on the buck or on the, on the spot. And I'm like, all right, Rob, just t-. he's trying to take the safety off and it's my gun. So he's like hitting the freaking bolt release. I'm like, Rob, that's not the safety. It's yeah, I'm like, Rob, hold on. I'll take the safety off. So, so I flip off the safety. And as soon as I flip it up, boom, the gun goes off. I'm like, dude, what the heck are you freaking? Did you have your finger on the trigger, man? He's like, I swear, kid, I wasn't touching it. So anyways, so, so that happened. Buck runs off, obviously. So we're walking back to the truck and run into this girl and her boyfriend friend and i'm and i'm as we're walking up i'm i see a doe like past them they didn't see the doe and i'm like rob look at that there's a doe so i said hey you guys are you guys hunting oh i mean i knew they were i said you guys want to shoot a doe and and they're like oh she she's never shot a buck before and so i said well there's a doe right there and she yeah she doesn't want to shoot it i said well hold on so we started rattling and i started grunting and here comes this little three point comes out like right below her and i'd be like oh there's a buck right there so we got her set up rob was ranging i took the shooting sticks from her got the rifle on and and got her all set up and and uh we're like as soon you know if you're comfortable go ahead and squeeze off and so rob's like he's 300 yards so boom she she freaking (laughs) whacks this buck dude her first buck ever smoked Smoked him and so and then me and rob end up uh share we shared the gospel with her and her and her boyfriend right Mm -hmm. there dude and then we're as we're going back to the truck we're like wow that was crazy like that was amazing that was what this whole day was about and then i prayed dude i kid you not i'm like lord please just please just bless rob with a buck right above the truck on the way out (laughs) i promise you that's exactly what that's why that's why that's why i was going nuts when i'm like I started the video because I'm like, there's no way anybody's going to believe like how close this thing was to the truck. And as soon as I started recording, you could hear it. If you watch again, I'm like, Hey Rob, what just happened? And then I see it. I'm like, Oh, look at this. And then the thing comes like, and now, and look how awesome the Lord is, man. That was like a year ago. The thing I just, so you know, I don't know if you've looked, but that video in the last like day and a half or two days has gone completely wild again. It's at at, like 4 million views now almost. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's like doubled it right before we come on here. And it's like, look, look what God can do, man. Like, 
So you talk about endurance and persevering through difficulty and hardship. And like you said, man, like a lot of times it's like, it's the grind. It's the hardest things that if you stick with it and you don't quit and you keep pushing in are the most rewarding, you know, and you can see, I think that the Lord wants us to be perseverant. He wants that in, in his people, man, because things aren't going to get easier. You know, they're going to get more difficult here. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, real men, I think we're supposed to stand up and meet that call, man. We're not supposed to cower. We're not supposed to quit. You know what I mean? We're supposed to push you in. Think, uh, you think God likes uh, men with testosterone coursing through their veins or like little latte sipping soy boys? Like which way? I, think, I, think, I think, I mean, you look Jesus. at you look at the way they describe yeah. Jesus. He was the lion and the lamb, dude. Like right. just because like. Just because you sip a latte doesn't mean you're you're not a man. But, <laughs> yeah, it just means you're less of a man. Rob drinks a lot of latte. I don't drink a latte. What's a latte? You can tell by looking at Rob. He's probably one of the manliest men you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's got hands the size of like watermelons. But um, but no, I, I think I think there it's multifaceted, and I think it all depends on your heart, man. I mean what is your motivation? Are you doing it to please yourself or to make yourself look good or strong or tough? Mm. Or are you, are you drinking a latte because you want people to know how cool you are? Like, or or like, what are you, what are you doing it? Like who's the glory and who's the credit going to and what you're doing. So it says, do all things like, you know, doing all things to the glory of God as on like not working as for God is not, not for men. Like it says Mm. in the scripture, you know, yeah. So like doing it, doing it with the, the that heart, I guess. Yeah. For me to answer that, I would say he loves, he loves us all the same, obviously, but you know, men are like, <clears throat> we're called to be men. We're not called to be cowards. Right. Um, and I think especially Christian men, I mean, I think if we're going to get into that a little bit, like, I, I think honestly, the, the reason that the nation is, is in the state that it's in is because we as Christian men, I mean, I, I'm, guilty right here. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone else. I mean, I'm including myself, but because we haven't, we haven't stood firm enough on our beliefs and our faith, man, we're too willing to compromise on what our values are. And, and, uh, and, you know, we're not willing to stand up and be bold because we don't like, um, you know, we don't like the conflict or we don't like the, uh, that we may be uh, upset somebody, but you know, I mean, the truth, Mm -hmm. you can speak the truth in love, but it's still going to offend some people, right? I mean, look at Jesus. He was, he was extremely loving and they crucified him because they, yeah. when you speak truth and you come with, with truth, it, it offends people because, yeah. you know, some people like myself, I used to love my sin, man. I remember people coming to me and confronting me about stuff and I was convicted and you know what I did? F that guy, man. You can't say that to me, you know, yeah. like that was my defense. It's like, I love my sin. And I didn't want to come to the fact that I should be turning from it. So I think men that are compromised, especially it kind of almost castrates you in the sense of where like it takes your boldness. Right. So um, I think it's Christian men. Yeah. Especially we're supposed to be bold and stand firm and not be cowards. Um, But you could do that while you're sipping a latte too. Well, okay. Well, let's put it this way. No, I know. You see all these, you see all these women that are like, Oh, I can't find a man. I can't find a man. Well, that's because you keep dating the one that's sipping the latte instead of the one that's out there working with his hands, you know, going on a backcountry hunt or building something, you know, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be hunting or fishing or whatever. It'd be something else that men, men are designed to be, um, number one leaders. Yeah, absolutely. in their house, in their community, in their country, yeah, right? Definitely. Uh, 
And and number two, you're you're supposed to be active. You're supposed to be doing something. Yeah. With with, with you know, there's a goal at the end, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's not sitting in front of a computer all day. Uh, just it's just not the way that we're wired. But society is degraded to that's kind of like almost the norm now. Um, and it's sad. Uh, I think. And 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 I don't know if you guys have experienced it because of your faith and how outspoken you are. If people ever chide you about that. Uh, but not not faith related. I've you know I've lost followers and alienated family and whatever else because I, and I don't care. And it's not so much about faith. It's more about uh, boys are boys, girls are girls. Sure. Uh, the, you know, pedophilia is evil, and yeah. you know, and when it you say stuff like that, which every, it's common sense to like if we this what? this idea that you can be. I had this argument with my sister-in-law recently and I was like, and she, and she was like, we had to unfollow your social media stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's sad, but okay. It's like, they have a cousin who's trans. And I was just like, well, okay, let's put it this way. If I say I'm African American, does that make me African American? Right. He's like, uh, well, no. Okay. Well, if your cousin says that she's a boy, I'm closer to being African American than than she is being a boy. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, but they man. can't. But that, but that hurts their feelings, right? Because right, right it's yeah, the right. truth. But they don't want to deal with the there truth. It is right there. Right. That, it's, it's, truth. it's truth. And you know, I think a lot of what's going on is because is because the church, and and it does come down in my in my view, in my opinion, it does come down to to faith because it's misplaced. It, it's like a misplaced identity. Like everyone wants to. Like we, we were created in, in the image and likeness of God. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a void in every one of us that can only be met and filled by a relationship that we have in Jesus. And, and our, our true identity is found in him. Now, if you, if you don't find it there and you don't know that or understand that, then, I mean, look at what the culture teaches you. Like, is it, is it, do you think it's a coincidence that say even five years ago, the trans stuff and all this, I mean, it was, it was not even hardly on the map. Maybe you right. have to go back a little more than that, but and then all of a sudden, like it's just like this huge explosion of forcing it, it down it, your throat every day, right? right. And, and it's, we're having to just like uh, succumb to less than one percent of the population and meet their demands. You know what? I'm sorry, that's right. just not the the way that the world works. Right. It hasn't like, historically. No, um, and as Christians, you know, we get a bad rap because we all you it's hatred, and it's like no. Think about it. If you think about it this way, right? I look at it as a sickness. Right. Like people are deceived and they and they they have an issue. Just like look at take alcoholism, for example. Right. How many people do you know are going to celebrate an alcoholic for drinking a 12 pack? Nobody. But they're telling these people that your beliefs are right and follow your heart. And this is who you are. So there's no help for these people. Mm. They're just saying. And then when they yeah. when they think when they question it and they doubt it, then they feel crazy because they're like, well, everyone's saying this is what's right. And there's right. no resources like. Yeah, it's, you know, a, it's a form of abuse. Really. It is, it really especially is. on the kids, man. It's just, it's just not okay. It's, it's sad, dude. It really is sad. But like strippers, I don't see strippers wearing lingerie and insisting upon reading books to elementary school kids. So why are, why is, why is like the trans community like? And I don't. This show isn't about bashing the trans community, but it is no. weird to me that like, well, if a stripper was to do that and say. I need to wear a G string and some nipple tassels and read books to children. Right. Would people say, yeah, sure. That sounds like a good idea. 
Oh, I think so. I would hope not. Right, of course. Would, so, so, know. but because it's a trans thing, right. like I, it's, I, right. I can't, I don't understand it. It's just like it's Mark said, you know, I, the way we believe, it's just a misplaced hope, and yeah, you know, the way we feel, we're not saying we're better than anybody. No, or, we're not, dude. It's, it's, yeah. it's it's you know the the big at the end of the day it's like we all sin every day i know i do yeah right just yeah, love other do. people man that's all we're trying to do it says in the bible like to love the sinner not the sin we can love people for who they are and who god's created them to be not for what they do because you could sit there and shake a list a mile long of all the things that i do wrong and, oh, and dude, you know what man, i mean in trouble. Yeah. um and so I think that's the biggest thing is love and care and concern for people. And that doesn't always mean you do what they want and you cater to no, them. Like that's where people get it wrong. Right. right like, like right. the law case, like you got to be firm. Sometimes telling my kids no is what's best for them. He wants to touch the stove. Am I, am I loving if I let him touch the stove? No, people would yeah. say nuts. What do you, that's abuse. Right. So, so it may not be what people want to hear, but it may be the loving thing to do, you know? Yeah. 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 Or you're just the same thing to do, but people, like I said, they can't oh, deal with right, the truth. Yeah. And bringing this thing back on track, you know, I mean, I have nothing against the trans community. I just don't want it forced down my throat, and I don't want to have to pretend like what something that isn't real is real. And two plus two equals five because we all know that it doesn't. Uh, so you know, I just released a new shirt. Actually, it says uh, "Make Orwell Fiction Again." I'll put the link to that on my website if anybody wants to pick one up. But to, bringing it back to hunting and conservation, it's the, it's the same thing with anti-hunters. Um, their emotionally driven reality is not the truth. And they don't want to hear the truth that hunting is conservation. Uh, let's knock out our last break here. I want to find out what's next for you guys. Uh, what hunts are you looking forward to? And maybe a few of your, your favorite hunts from over the years. That segment of the show was brought to you by Numa Outdoors. It's the hunting apparel that I trust. And guess what? They don't get mad when, when I do go off the rails and, and talk about the truth because the truth doesn't offend the good folks over at NUMA, uh, unlike some other <laughs> some other uh, outdoor apparel companies that I've been with over the years. So when I finally landed with NUMA, it felt like home. It's been a great uh, two-year run, and we just renewed for uh, the foreseeable future. So excited about that. Here's the cool thing. You can save 20% off your entire NUMA order with my promo code LONESTAR20. That's uh, the Pathfinder pant that I'm a huge fan of, the Renegade top, uh, puffies, merino wool base layers, you name it, uh, their entire lineup, 20% off. And here's the crazy thing. They guarantee all of their apparel for life, which uh, if you're like me, that's probably the thing that gets beat up the most. So the fact that they do that, I don't understand it, but they do it. You can find everything right there at NumaOutdoors.com. That's P-N-U-M-A, Outdoors.com. We'll be right back on the Lone Star Outdoors show. Ain't no grave can hold my money down. In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. Let me tell you about the Armorside 640 contractor. It is the industry-leading thermal technology in a very user-friendly rifle scope. A 640 Armor Core 12 Micro made in the USA Thermal Core. It's got a four-hour onboard recording, 
four-hour runtime on a full charge, USB and Wi-Fi streaming, uh, eight user-selectable reticles, and six color palettes, and the most user-friendly interface out there because you're operating these things in the dark. So uh, that's very important. You can find the contractor, the 640, or its little brother, the 320, right there at Armorsite.com. Lord, I hope this stays good. I'm feeling empty and misunderstood. I should be thankful, Lord, I know that I should. Oh, Lord, I hope this stays good. That's our very own Brandon Ryder's take on the classic Don Williams tune. Lord, I hope this day is good. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks so much for being here. As we're about to wrap things up with the boys from Team Endure, Matt, Mark, and Rob. Uh, but before we do that, um, this segment brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. You know, last week I mentioned we were going to give away my 300 Win Mag as part of a, a promo designed to get folks to either join or renew their SCI memberships. It's only 65 bucks a year, by the way. We're not going to do that. Turns out there's too many legal hoops with all of the anti-gun drama going on in society today. It's uh, just not worth it from a legal standpoint. So what we are going to do is instead, and this is even better, we actually made it better, we're going to give away a two-man guided duck hunt. It's actually two hunts because it's going to be a weekend-long deal. It's going to be the last weekend of this season uh, in January down on the Texas coast. We're going to be hunting, uh, I think it's the, I think it's called the Putnam Ranch. Uh, it's a private ranch, uh, a club, and two fellas. So the winner and then their buddy, son, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Two folks are going to join me uh, down at the ranch for a wonderful weekend of coastal waterfowling. And uh, oh, it's a swanky place to professional chef. You're going to have your own your own room at the lodge. It's going to be a big shebang, and we're going to shoot some ducks in the face. So... Uh, use my code CABLE23 when you either join or renew your SCI membership and you are entered into this awesome waterfowl weekend uh, sweepstakes. Take advantage of that. Plus, uh, you get to join the greatest conservation organization on the planet in the process. Uh, with that being said, um, Matt, Mark, Rob, thanks for sticking around. Sounds well, bring, bringing it back to hunting. Yes, sir. Um, what is next on the uh, the team endure schedule as far as this fall? Oh man, we've been grinding, dude. I just got back. I went out yesterday. I've been. I've. I love chasing elk. Uh, that's my. That's my favorite thing to do is chase elk with my bow. And you know, we're. In, I'm in the middle of it, dude. Like New Mexico was tough. Um, it's been a grind for me here in Montana too. I went out with my buddy on the horses on Friday and got into a couple bulls. They were a. Uh, they were clamming up and moving off. You could tell they've been messed with. And, um, and I got a couple bulls going last night and <clears throat> made a move on them and just misjudged where they were, ran out of daylight. I think I'm going out Wednesday. So yeah, just, just keeping with the elk, man. I mean, I want to, I, I would love to, to stick a bull with my bow. Um, we got two weeks left season closes the weekend after this net, this coming. So I think doesn't your season though, trans can't you still hunt with a rifle after that? Yeah, we can, yeah, but yeah, I just much that. prefer to shoot one with my bow. You know? Yeah. We, uh, I was actually, I took Mark's son, uh, Lorenzo, he's 14. Uh, we had archer antelope tags. So we chased a few bucks, got on a couple, man, it's so wide open where we were at though. We made a couple yeah. stocks, but, uh, 
uh yeah we got busted a couple times i've never i've never tried to hunt pronghorn with a bow shot a couple with a rifle but uh if you're i think in my opinion i haven't done it a ton but sitting water in the early season when it's hot i think that's probably your best bet unless you have some contoured land to work with obviously decoying them in if if the circumstances and the terrain is right Mm -hmm. it's probably your best bet i guess but Anyway, it was it was a struggle, but ducks. Our uh, waterfowl season opened yesterday too, so we uh, we shot some ducks. So we're kind of into everything, man. We love bow hunting the most, and then we just take them as they come. It's like season on top of season, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. White tails, dude. We I that's like my second favorite thing to do is we got some some grasslands that uh, we'll spot and stalk white tails uh, during the rut. That's a blast, dude. It's challenging, but it's super fun. So yeah, hopefully we get some of that action on video and keep putting out some content that before we get enjoy. too far and forget to yeah there he is dude there he is right there this is that. from the video oh yeah. yeah that's awesome <laughs> how cool is that it up for me it looks really nice yeah that so, is incredible you had to join us on the show today <laughs> yeah well, we're glad to have him glad to have you rob yeah i love duck hunting too that's probably that's what i really how i really fell in love with hunting and then uh it kind of evolved into all the big game stuff um yeah, our duck season doesn't open until I think it's like November fifth this year. Okay, first okay. weekend of November. Yep. Um. So what what would you say has been the highlight of your your hunting careers? Wow, dude. I would say I don't know, man. My brother's bull. Um, like if you haven't seen it, we have. There's a we made a reel of it. Um on on our instagram page but my brother's bull was a big one for uh, this is just me i just kind of took that real quick but and then rob's buck was definitely really high up there yeah. um, what other ones would i would i say dude i don't know some a few of my bulls have been one particular bull of mine that i shot with my bows with my buddy dom that was an epic an epic one it's so hard to pick one man i mean oh i know it just seems like Every time there, my, my brother, dude, we freaking spot and stalked a white tail in the grasslands. I was running the decoy and the range finder and Maddie shot, dude. It, like there's a handful of just like epic, um, epic, <laughs> epic hunts. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Just when you think like the Lord could never outdo one of the last ones, like dude, something else one. wild happens. So honestly, happens. I'm just looking forward to the next sick thing that goes down <laughs> I, I i fully expect it's gonna happen any day like yeah. every day i go out i'm like this is the day man like something yeah. wild yeah. um yeah. Uh, you guys what's your what's your most memorable oh. favorite hunting <laughs> lion hunt yeah the most yeah 150 pound tom uh, with my dogs a lot of work you know seven day old track and then I freshened it up. And when I freshened it up, I freshened it up on a cow elk and the lion was sitting on it. Oh, so, wow. and, and then from that, we ran from there over to a moose and then from the moose to a six point bull and the cat had killed all three of them. And I had treed, treed the cat and harvested it. And uh, that was probably my all time greatest, funnest. So you're a houndsman too, or were at some point. Absolutely. No, I did houndsman for years. Yeah. But Wanted to stay married, so <laughs> I got rid of the hounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, houndsmen are a special, special breed of people, and I have much respect for them. Have you guys hunted in Texas? You should come down here and do a hog dogging trip where you uh, dispatch it with a Bowie knife. That's pretty promising. Oh, oh, dude, that's, stick that'd be stick so stick cool. Yeah, like a nice two hundred and fifty pound boar. Yeah, that's uh, the closest. Uh, I, uh, 
was a uh, pig wrestling at the county fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it sounds like it's a little bit different, but the the first pig that I ever stuck, you know, that the pit bulls grab, has got him by the face, and then someone else has his back legs, and then they're like, "Here's the Bowie knife," and you, and you know, you stick it in there, and dude, I mean, it was like literally like I got baptized. This geyser of just blood spray just went all over me. And they're like, you know, those things carry uh, brucellosis and trichinosis, so you try not to make sure you s don't swallow any of that stuff. Okay? <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but I, I uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Rob, I, I did get a mountain lion in Colorado uh, with the houndsman. You on your page, dude. It's That's a nice, nice looking cat. Um, that was a lot of fun. Ate, ate that thing. It was it was pretty good. I won't say it was the best thing I ever ate, but certainly edible and fed it to a bunch of people. And they were like, eh, it's not bad. So I smoked a couple of the shoulders and then I did like the rest, I think, in the crock pot. Nice. Uh, yeah. Made some sliders with them. Um, and what about you, Matt? Yeah, um, I'd say my bull uh, with my bow. He's on the wall over here. Um, yeah, just, just I mean, Mark and I have made so many hunting memories together. And Rob, I mean, oh, dude, he'd just come drag us out of bed, man. We had this little uh, single wide trailer, dude. He'd come in, we'd be just passed out. He'd climb in and come on, boys. He'd turn on the lights, rip the covers off. We're going hunting, you know. Um, oh, gosh, yeah, there's so many cool trips. But I'd say probably the highlight would be, yeah, that, that bull, my first uh, bull elk with a bow. I had hunted for, like, endurance, right? 14 years since I moved out here hunting with the bow, you know, so many encounters, full mm -hmm. draw, you know, just not the right angle, passing up the shot, all that. And it just all came together. It was another one of those epic hunts, man. It was wild, um, dude. And the gospel was involved. We ended up yep. at the top of this mountain. Every These time. dudes with this 20 foot camper. No, it was up like some 32 road. feet, dude. I think it was 30 something feet. Up yeah, this like our track. It was an RV, not a camper. Yeah, like up this road, yeah. like nobody should be on. Like, I don't even know how they got up there. And so we end up. <laughs> camper hanging out talking hunting and then you know share the gospel we're on our way out checking the same spot we bugled at two or three times on the way in a bull answers five minutes later he's dead on the ground i mean it, it oh, was just yeah. well too what did he net like, like 317 317 I think. yeah three, yeah or 320 wow. oh, yeah 320 bull yeah good bull. anyway so that's yeah. it and then my buck with my bow and then mark and i doubled up he had his son on oh, his yeah, back yeah. at three years old he's got his kid in his pack three years old i got the rifles uh we're out antelope hunting and uh, we spotted this herd down below working this fence line. And so we started kind of coming up over the top thinking they'd be in the bottom. Well, they were coming up as we were going down. And then all of a sudden the heads are popping up. And so we both laid down a hand and mark his rifle. We counted a three and we both shot bucks what, with his son on his back at three. Oh, years wow. There's George right here. I'm getting that. Yeah, he's, got, right there. he's got my buck. <laughs> that was Matt. That's one Matt shot right then. Yeah. Oh, that's a, oh yeah. That's a, yeah, a good buck, dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Tons it's of funny. Them. So do you do you guys both have kids too? We do, yeah. I have three. Uh my son oldest is twelve, and then uh my daughter's nine and our youngest is six. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a fun time in life where things kind of change from it's all about me filling my tags to I would get much more joy out of my son's killed two bucks now. And it's I don't know what the law is in Montana. I know a lot of states like can't hunt till you're twelve or something. Texas, you can just hunt whenever. There's no awesome dude. Oh, That's wow. so cool. Yeah. That is cool. So he's ten. He shot his first one when he was eight, and then he shot one last year. Sweet. Oh, That's nice. way cool. Man. That's awesome. Now my I have twin girls, and they are chomping at the bit to shoot. They just want to shoot a doe this fall. So sweet. How old are your girls? They they're eight. Yeah. Oh, cool. Man. That That's is. Cool. Cool. I think it's ten here, isn't it? With an adult. Yeah, they did home. like a mentor program. Yeah. So you have a. 
you have two years before you have to take your hunter safety starting at the age of 10. And then once you've used, and you could use that at any age too, actually mm-hmm. it starts at 10, but like, even if you're, yeah, 20, it's cool. It's called it. the apprentice program. Yeah. Cause I was trying to get my son signed up. So he was 10 <clears throat> and, um, or 11. And, and they're like, Oh yeah. Like, cause I was talking about my wife or something. She can hunt like, anybody at any age can hunt for two years under the apprentice program. You have to be with a licensed hunter. Yeah. It's uh-huh. pretty sweet. And they can try it out until they have to take the hunter safety. I I didn't know about it. And I was yeah. like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I have three kids also. My daughter's 15, my oldest son's 14, and then my youngest is 12. So right on. That sweet spot, man. Yeah, they're we're planning a trip. The the youth hunts like the 18th and 19th, I think. So we're all gonna go and they get two days before general season. So we're all gonna go and try to smack some bucks. Yeah, that'll be a good time. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh two two questions. I think I have two questions left for you. Uh The first one, Ryan Bussey. This dude is running for governor of your state. I don't know how much you know about him. Um, y'all haven't paid any attention to that? No, not lately, man. No. The, We've been busy uh, hunting. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's anti anti gun, like okay. far like democratic socialist that happens to live in a you know, two million dollar mansion. Uh he's the one that worked for Kimber Firearms for like twenty years and then wrote that book Gunfight, which said that the firearm industry radicalized America and, you know, there's no bigger threat to democracy than the NRA and yada, yada, yada. So anyway, now, now you guys know about your own, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, your own, uh, it's, it's, just, it's been in that direction in our state for a while. I mean, yeah. since COVID mostly, and then Yellowstone, I mean, that gave like a ton of exposure that was filmed. A lot of that stuff that show is filmed in our, in the Bitterroot Valley, which is where we live. Um, mm-hmm. And so we've seen a major influx um, from people moving out of <clears throat> very liberal uh, states. Um, and again, you know, I don't have anything against liberal right. people. I, I strongly disagree with their policy. Well, why did you leave? Why did, yeah, well, why, yeah, why did you leave? I honestly, though, dude, I don't know if they if they understand like the reason that they hate where they're leaving is because of the policies of the people that they that they voted in. I don't think right. they that together because if they did why would it just doesn't make sense that they right. would continue yeah. to do that right right um, they can't help themselves i, I guess yeah, you know and, and i think they come from a place like ultimately like well it makes me feel good to do this and you know it's compassionate so i think it i think it comes from i think yeah i know some people that are that are like that and it seems to me that yeah just like you said they think that what they're doing is is good and right but they, they just there's like a disconnect it's like it's enabling i'm trying to tell you the truth you're enabling right that's what yeah, it is yeah yeah exactly yeah. what it is so that's wow. frustrating to hear that i don't th- i mean hopefully the dude doesn't doesn't get in but the, it yeah. seems like it's getting more and more yeah, like yeah, california true. i mean a lot of the people that i i'm a concrete contractor um i pour flat work so I work for a lot of these people that are moving out of these areas that come in with like tons of money. I'm thankful for them. And most of the ones that I've talked to and met are really good people. Like they're like, yeah, we just had to get the heck out of there because it's it's freaking crazy. Like it's nuts. My neighbors are, uh, they're in their early fifties. They just moved here two years ago and they have teenage boys and they moved from Chicago and they're like, we had to get the heck out of it. We couldn't raise our kids in Chicago anymore. It was just, yeah. But unfortunately, like what ends up happening is it kind of switches the the demographic, I think. And then like in California and some of these other areas, like 
a lot of the people that have moved here from say Northern California, they're like, yeah, we just left because our voice, like the cities determine everything for the whole state. Mm-hmm. Their voice doesn't True. even matter. So they just get the heck out of there. So, yeah. Which is Colorado. I don't know if y'all saw that, but you saw that post. So maybe you're aware they're trying to, they're trying to get the uh, wheels in motion to ban mountain lion hunting, which was the point of that post that I made. Um, yeah. And they, so two years ago, they passed the ballot initiative to reintroduce wolves, which is a terrible deal. Cause it gave, it's like that a blueprint year, of, yeah, yeah. they, yeah. they, uh, they, so, but what you said about big urban areas, so Boulder, and Denver, essentially, it barely passed, but 51% of the population, which why we're letting the population vote on this instead of letting trained wildlife biologists who said it's a terrible idea have right. the final say, but that's what they did. And if they get 125,000 signatures on this petition, then they can put this, they call it a trophy ban. Um, they can put this on the uh, ballot for for this coming November and they will ban cougar hunting in Colorado. It's a, sure. I mean... Well, I think if it's it gets gonna on happen. a ballot, yeah, you might as well kiss it goodbye because they'll vote yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the, the last thing I had for you is um, bucket list hunt for, for all three of you. I'd like to kill a leopard, personally. That's like number one on my mind. sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. That would. Yeah. You guys want to go? I'll go last. I've been talking too much. Oh, man. I don't, dude, that's a loaded one, man. You'd think like that would be right in the top of my mind, huh? Like I would be like waiting for it. Well, I'd also throw sheep in there, but that that's like, okay. I mean, I have to, you, there goes my kid's college tuition if I, if if I, wasn't I like, went sheep hunting. If I wasn't like a weenie <laughs> and if I had a diaper on, maybe like an Alaskan brown bear with a bow, like a big one, you know? Like I could yeah. see, you watch those videos, they're on like these, the edge of these river banks and these bears are like 10 yards from them, you know? Uh-huh. I guess that just the adrenaline rush that that would be would be kind of sweet. Uh, like I said, I don't know if I'd be man enough to actually do it, but I guess yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty sick, man. I, I think that'd be know. cool. No, be mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rob With will be holding the rifle, I guess, and I'll shoot first, and then if he doesn't go down, Rob can finish him off. I would I say like shot. I don't know, man. What is it like? One of those trophy units in in Arizona or even New Mexico, like one of the premier elk. Like the Hilo, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love elk, dude. I I just freaking love elk. I love calling elk. I love. I've competed. I, I plan on continuing. Um, I competed in the worlds a couple times in the men's division. I competed uh, in Missoula in the pro division this this year. I got third. There was only like six dudes, but I think most of them competed in the worlds at pro. So yeah. I just love elk, man. That's like my yeah. my number one passion is bow hunting elk. So yeah, anybody uh. i could get uh i need to take a few (laughs) tips from you on the uh bugling i can work a diaphragm pretty good for cow calls i don't say pretty i can get the elk to talk to me right and occasionally call them in yeah Um, but like chuckling and stuff like that you know i think most dudes can make a bugle but when you try to get the realistic chuckles and all those other noises that fired up bulls make right uh, right those those are exciting right and i just tried to do whatever they do and when they fire off, try to cut them off and Im- mimic what they're doing. But sometimes it's uh it's more critical when human ears are listening and when the elk are listening, man, you, there's a lot more grace there, I think. So, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, fun, it's... dude. It's just fun talking to them. I just love it so much. Yeah. Fun. Do you, I mean, do you like to Turkey hunt? I mean, that's the same reason I love Turkey hunting is yeah. talking yeah, to them. You know, I, I've never really, like we try Turkey hunting here, but dude, it's tough, man. Like the majority of the turkeys are on private ground here in huh. the valley. Like there's not like big, 
flats or big areas that uh that you can just go freely access i'm not yeah. a very I'm, honestly i'm not a very experienced turkey hunter so maybe what i'm saying is complete bs but i mean that's what i've found like it seems yeah. like the majority of the turkeys are on private um and so yeah i think i would love to go to a state like what like tennessee or yeah. texas texas yeah we have lots of dumb rios here yeah that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I still feel kind of like we got back from the bucket list hunt, man. I wish the elk were a little more cranked up, but that yeah. New Mexico elk hunt, man, that was that like, was sweet. Those are some yeah. giant bulls. Yeah, there's giant bulls over there. there. Yeah. They just weren't really talking, dude. It's challenging when that's happening, you know. Oh yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, where can folks find you guys? Yeah, on Instagram, we're team two underscores endure, and then uh, Facebook, our Facebook page, team endure on there uh yeah we're hoping to my wife's got a radio tv degree so she makes us look pretty cool with the social <laughs> media so we're hoping to learn how to i i help her film weddings and stuff so i'm, I'm getting there but yeah we're hoping to get behind the camera yeah, a little bit some, yeah. uh, start filming some hunts and, just keep uh, growing man we love it dude if we could find a, a niche and make a way in the industry that'd be just amazing i've always dreamt of that and i know matt has too yeah it'd just be it'd be really cool like dude. we said you know our our desire ultimately first and foremost is just to glorify god and, yeah. and he's already given us platforms um to be used and, and our and our heart's desire is to glorify him and so as yeah. long as as far as he wants to take that whatever he wants to do yeah that's what we're going to do we're going to continue to to grind it out and uh try to be men of god bold and uh not sit on the couch and let it come to us man we're we're hungry guys who want to who love to get out and get after it so yeah, be yeah. bold i think that's yeah, a great man. way to to close yeah. it out yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, i appreciate y'all's so time much. thank you yeah, man. thank you man. so much it's, it's been, been an honor to tell my story Absolutely, Rob. I look forward to uh, following along and, and seeing how the fall plays out for you guys. Thanks again for jumping on today. And when yeah. you're ready to come to Montana, man, yeah, man. give up. us a call. You got a caller, a couple callers right here. We right can, on. Right on. Yeah, we're not, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. to make that happen. Yeah, you should. Sounds, Sounds good, good man. All right, guys. Take care. God All bless right. you. Thank you a lot, man. Yeah, you, you too. too. God bless. Bye. So there they go. Team Endure, Matt and Mark Calderon and Rob DeMeyer. Great dude. Certainly enjoyed having them on. Uh, that segment of the show brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, veteran-owned and operated, unapologetically American. And you can find all of their roasts, their coffee roasts, as well as that unapologetic patriotic swag, caps, T-shirts, hoodies, all that stuff um, right there at blackriflecoffee.com. We got to go. We are flat out of time. Got to get out of here. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Capel Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. I can't believe, I can't forget the hardest.